Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other Aspencore Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilia. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of Power Up. APEC is coming back. In a couple of days, I will travel to Orlando, Florida, for a new event in Power Electronics. Power Electronics technologies have undergone a radical transformation following the introduction of wideband gap devices like silicon carbide gallium nitride. These materials, in fact, have characteristics that make them particularly suitable for applications that operate at high voltages and high switching frequencies. To fully exploit the potential offered by wideband gap semiconductors, designers must understand the challenges imposed by the use of these materials. One of the most demanding challenges of power electronics concerns efficiency, which must be maximized to meet the requirements imposed by international standards and to reduce power waste, creating more sustainable products. Power electronics designers will continue to focus on reducing the size and complexity of devices while increasing their functionality. The design will incorporate even more AI and machine learning algorithms to improve performance and optimize energy management. Future developments will be integrated in the automotive, industrial and aerospace markets, as well as IoT technologies to create a more connected and automated energy system. In this podcast, I will talk about uh, my planning at APEC, the next power up in June, and what's next for power electronics uh, design. I will talk with Patrick Lefre, Chief Marketing and Communication Officer at Powerbox. He will, will speak with us about uh, his experience in power electronics and APEC. Patrick is an experienced senior marketer and grid qualified engineer with a 40-year track record of success in power electronics. He has pioneered the marketing of new technologies such as digital power and technical initiatives to reduce energy consumption. Patrick has written uh, numerous white papers, many articles uh, at the world's leading international power electronics conferences. APEC will continue the long-standing tradition of addressing issues, challenges for power electronics engineers. A plenary session will see very nice uh, presentations, in particular battery materials, power tools, and wideband gap uh, semiconductor with uh, a talk uh, about GAN, GAN for electric, uh, electric vehicle powertrain, breakthroughs and challenges, and another one about silicon carbide, silicon carbide mass commercialization and future trends. Uh, Tamara Bakshit, CEO and co-founder of VCIC Technologies, will talk about GAN. Victor Veliadis, executive director and CTO of Power America, will talk about silicon carbide. APEC, at APEC, uh, you will find also uh, presentations about the technical session and industry session. I will attend some talks about wideband gap and renewable energies on uh, industry sessions. 
on Tuesday of that week, uh, panel discussion will uh, analyze several topics about electrification, uh, future electrification applications, topologies and circuit for power supply on chip versus discrete implementations. And another panel discussion will try to analyze where does high impact innovation in power electronics come from, academia or industry? Hi, Patrick. Thanks a lot uh, for being here at the Power Up podcast. How are you? I'm doing uh, doing well, uh, Mauricio. Doing well. A lot of things are happening in the power electronics, and uh, it's uh, it's a fun time. Yeah. So, Abec is coming back. So, tell us uh, tell uh, tell us uh, our community more about your experience at Abec. Uh, for um, when I was a power electronic uh, designer in uh, in the late 80s, um, EPEC has been always a dream for me because it was the place to be. Um, I started my first EPEC in 1998 and uh, been attending EPEC uh, either presenting or attending session since then. Um, it's it's the only convention I know that uh, there are many conventions, but it is the only convention I know that you can really meet the the old power community, uh, small exhibitions, a um, lot of papers that are going from um, academical to uh, technical session organized by uh, PSMA workshops. Um, this is this is a regret, and this is also the place where you can really feel what's going on in uh, technology. Um, started when uh, when I started on digital power at Ericsson in uh, 2000 and 2005, when we presented our first paper, um, it was a lot of interest, a lot of interaction, a lot of discussions. Uh, at that time, it was a lot of people questioning if that will fly or never fly. Now we know. And it was the same few years ago with a wide-bound gap. And uh, definitely EPEC is the place where power designers should go. Talking about uh, power electronics, talking about uh, uh, the main power management challenges, we should uh, mention, as you know, efficiency, power density, thermal management, EMI, and so on. Uh, by using, uh, uh, talking in terms of design, power supply, by using several topologies, we can uh, try to improve uh, efficiency. High power density designs are essential in fast chargers, power adapters, where for fact or weight, this will be, uh, will, will give an impact on user experience and also permit to reduce the external components. Uh, so, but talking about uh, power density, we should mention thermal management. Uh, so a lot of parameters we need to, to take care. How can we take care of all, all of these parameters? Also thinking about uh, CO2 emissions. Um, that's a, that's a very complex question that uh, includes a lot of, um, probably a lot of aspect. Um, thermal management has been always a question uh, within the power industry. And uh, first, when we move from a, a linear power conversion to a switching power conversion, uh, it was the first step. And then uh, introduced the uh, synchronous rectifications, et cetera, and now the wide band gap. For power electronic engineers, now including the thermal management is as important as including just the basic of the switching. Um, uh, as we increase the switching frequency, uh, we have to be more um, more uh, concerned about uh, thermal management at the end. There's higher power integrations. Um, customer, they would like to have a power supply smaller, lighter, more efficient, and also there is a number of regulations that are 
uh, treating our design uh, to include better Tamil management uh, from day one. And what we what we have seen in a, in a previous epic epic has been very much for many many years these uh, power electronics uh, we have seen more and more simulations coming in including um, thermal management we have seen also with the wideband gap the integration of um, the drive the safety and the control on the same chips um, what's interesting is that considering the final product uh, and integrating the thermal management from from the start is is completely different approach as what we used to do before. And before we used to design a power supply, uh, optimize the magnetics, um, very uh, careful in terms of HMI and filterings. Now it's a little bit different when we start talking about high efficiency. Uh, poor dissipation, very, very short loop uh, between the different uh, um, control circuit and power trends and magnetics, which means that power designers are not just power designers, they are also thermal designers, and this is a new aspect. And when we talk about, as you mentioned, CO2 emissions, there is no doubt the power electronic in- industry has always been working to improve the efficiency not simply because it was it was needed for uh, for the the, the overall uh, power consumptions, but also because it was very very important in terms of uh, reliability and and uh, lifetime. And I think that today, um, combining the the new topology that could be uh, zero voltage switching in some, or it could be like active claim flyback combination of the of all them always very high efficiency or high efficient thermal management is something important. I just noticed recently uh, a post on LinkedIn from uh, Efficient Power Conversion highlighting one of their customers that has used GAN shrink the power density to a very extreme level. That um, bring me or brought me back on time when I was designing power electronic converters on uh, ceramic substrates with achieved bonding. Everything is high efficiency, high integrations, and also high curiosity from the power designer. Power converters uh, are also important in energy storage. So energy storage system where they are used to handle the bidirectional flow of energy to and from the energy storage. So energy storage has uh, an important role in renewable energies talking about uh, transition of energy. So taking about talking about carbon neutrality, smart green, which is the direction and what we should do to improve efficiency, but maybe not only efficiency. Um, exactly. Efficiency is, is only one part of the, uh, of the equations. Um, when we start talking about uh, renewable energy and interconnecting, interconnecting, um, solar and wind to the grid, mm-hmm. um, there is a, there is a lot of things that uh, need to be, need to be considered. First, that uh, the grid balancing, uh, is, uh, is becoming very, very complex when you have a multiple source of uh, energies coming to the grid at a different time. And there are also energy management uh, during the, the downtime of the demand. Um, we have seen that uh, a situation when uh, you have a wind field uh, or wind farm uh, that has a very high capacity with a very strong wind when there is no or very low power demand on the network then we need to store a lot of energy 
uh, if you would like to be efficient, because when we talk about energy efficiency, usually we uh, focus on the specific items. If we if we consider the complete grids, the energy efficiency is also how much efficient is your utilization of the power generation from your wind turbine or solar. And then we reach a point where we have high capacity production in both solar and wind in certain area. If, and, and then some, sometime we have too much production. And what's happened is that in China or Europe or in the US, usually you just, uh, uh, turn off the, the generations and then you lost this energy. And that means that we need to find a way to store efficiently the high energy that is produced by the wind farms or the solar during the dawn times, and then battery definitely is something that everybody considers. But we, when we start to talk about megawatt storage, this is something that needs to be explored. And I, I believe that there is an area where research will uh, uh, will develop on the new battery or new energy storage um hydrogen could be could be one solution even it might not be the most efficient um but the uh, energy storage is is um is really an area where we need to uh be um innovative um when it comes about power conversion I believe now we, we see with the silicon carbide from like a, uh, in a bidirectional, so I guess uh, Infineon, they presented a wonderful 10 kilowatt bidirectional uh, platform that is very interesting. Um, we, uh, we, we see, we see a power solution for this part of the conversion. Now the energy storage remain um, an area that we need to work on. For sure, the electrification of everything is driving uh, the need for uh, higher levels in terms of uh, power. And at APEC, uh, there will be a lot to, to talk, a lot of presentations in, in particular. Designers of electric vehicles, renewable energy, energy storage systems, as you said, commercial transportation, so can benefit from wideband gap, silicon carbide, and gallium nitride that drives performance and, uh, and cost uh, efficiency and uh, can accelerate time to market. So what are the design resources, the challenges, where would there be more attraction? Very interesting because it's a little bit back on time when I when I started to, to, to promote the digital power. We were at a point where we had a lot of analog designers that were very comfortable in what they were doing and developing that certainly need to learn about digital and different way of um, designing, considering something that was not uh, uh, analog as they did before, but which was more digital and one and zero. What we see today is that we have a number of uh, all electronic engineers that are extremely talented and very good on uh, on both analog and uh, digital that start to move to uh, wide band gap. Um, I think that um, the the um, semiconductor manufacturers they have done a great job in terms of um, um, promoting the technology, helping us to learn about how to use the the wideband gap. Um, now it's uh, it's clear that uh, um, silicon carbide they have their um, their area of um, um, operations and gallium nitrides. There is a little bit overlap there to there. But we, uh, we see that uh, power designers that are used to work with a smart grid, um, are very much in uh, silicon carbide. Uh, they have, they have been using silicon carbide for many, many years. And what is very interesting is now, uh, companies like 
recently Infineon announced that they acquired a GAN system, uh, we start to see um, an ecosystem which is uh, which is combining both technology in terms of a wide-band gas semiconductor. The I would say the tricky part, and this is where APEC will be fantastic place to be. Um, this is to understand your own application area. From some of us, we are designing power electronic for medicals. Some of us, we are designing power electronic for UPS system and grids. Uh, and APEC is the place where you can really feel what will happen in the next coming years. And um, if I say. Technology is there. There is no doubt. It's um, already in the market and matures. Millions of uh, USB adapter with um, uh, GAN FET uh, have been delivered to the market. Uh, same on silicon carbide for uh, transportation. Um, I think the, the point for us as a designer is to really understand what technology will fit the best uh, with our customer base. We know that our customer expectation is for sure always lower price, higher efficiency, more compact, uh, and, uh, and this, is, uh, this is probably where APEC could be uh, very, very useful for a designer. So, a great moment for Power Electronics. Thank you, Patrick. Thanks a lot for joining us. Thank you, Mauricio. It was a pleasure. Power Electronics News and Aspencore are pleased to announce PowerUp Expo 2023 in June, June 27 until 29. Uh, call for papers has started until uh, end of April. Uh, you are free to send any proposal about uh, paper, about uh, talk for this uh, conference. Which are the, the topics? So the main conference topics include uh, gallium nitride, silicon carbide, um, applications such as automotive, industrial, consumer, power converters, uh, battery uh, systems, uh, motor control, test and measurement, uh, and other power management trends, wireless power transfer, supercapacitor, modules, systems, and so on. You can find more information on powerelectronicsnews.com and in particular on powerup.eetimes.com and powerup-expo.com. Looking forward to seeing you there. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this on the podcast page at eetimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. PowerUp is brought to you by Aspencore Media, the host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned.